Putting your people first can be key to a great culture and successful organisation. But in times of change and upheaval, what does that look like? I'm Hamish Coots, and you're listening to Talent Talks, brought to you by SEEK. It's so important being clear, transparent, only talking in facts when there is so much uncertainty everywhere else. Back in March of this year, like many organisations, here at SEEK, our senior leaders were faced with the challenges of sending our entire workforce to work from home. And it's here in another remote episode we catch up with SEEK's own Rebecca Superes, who heads up HR across Australia and New Zealand. Rebecca shared how SEEK has navigated the past few months and her thoughts on how HR teams can support their organisation's people, especially when it comes to wellbeing, communication and adapting to change. Welcome to you, Rebecca. Thanks so much, Hamish. I'd love to get you to start with, share with the SEEK's approach to its people and what you believe are the, the really key contributing factors of success when it comes to supporting employees. Thanks, Hamish. That's a really awesome place to start. Firstly, I'd say, as you've mentioned, SEEK's historically and still today, we're really proud of our people first approach and the really strong culture that we have. And one of our organisational beliefs is ensuring that we create a community where individuals feel valued. That, I think, points to the fact that we think about the whole of the organisation, but also we do take into consideration individuals' needs and the approach we take there. In the COVID context, that hasn't changed at all. We've made sure, as we've adjusted the way that we're working, that at all times, health, safety and well-being of our employees is first and foremost, and we've regularly communicated that to our teams. And when I talk about well-being... I talk about physical, mental and social well-being. That's been really important. We've also committed to open and transparent communication. And I think that's been key when I think about why we have been able to transition as quickly as we have because we've been really certain in our communication. With so much uncertainty going on, yeah. that's really important. It's important that we dealt only with facts and sometimes those facts change daily and so we made sure that we were agile and clear in our, in our communication. So that's how we've kind of thought about this whole time. This is very much a marathon, not a sprint. I think that's evident <laughs> to all of us. So you mentioned about supporting people at SEEK over the course of this marathon. Can you drill down a little bit? What are you guys doing and what are we doing as a company to support our people? So we've thought about our approach and also the support that our employees needed in stages. And again, this has been with the well-being of our teams kind of really front of mind and the first thing that, that we thought about. We were never going to compromise any of that. So firstly, there was the adjustment to mobilising everyone working from home, ensuring that everybody was safe, which is no small feat. And look, I feel really fortunate I could do that and that particularly in our Australia-New Zealand region, that was relatively straightforward. People had laptops. uh, We enabled people to go and get their screens, their office chairs if they needed. We were able to do that relatively quickly. That wasn't the case in some of our other locations across Asia, for example. We made sure when we made that decision that we communicated that early. It was about March and we could feel and hear the anxiety of the organisation, I think, wondering what should we be doing. Some leaders were making the call themselves to work from home. So by having one approach across our whole region to mandate working from home early, I think was really important. We were lucky, as I said, we already had flexible working practices in place. So we were able to mobilise our support material for teams and leaders 
And one of the highlights, I think, of all of this, if you can find silver linings, is that the way the organisation mobilised and the Slack channels that popped up, mm. people were hosting, you know, how to use remote tools, how to host a really great remote meeting. That organically came about, which I think is a product of our really awesome culture that we have. We also just said yes. So what did employees need? As I said, they needed internet connections, they needed chairs, screens, keyboards, and given we announced kind of on a weekend, we allowed the Monday for people to go in and collect those mm. things, which I think was really important. It wasn't go and spend money at Officeworks to go and do this. It was come and take what you need for, from the office. The second phase was making sure that everyone was productive. So once everyone was at home, how do we make sure that people are productive? And to help this from a HR perspective, we made sure our comms were regular, they were clear. We provided a lot of support around mental health and tips about how to stay connected while you're working from home. And we adapted things like learning virtually and flipped a bunch of our sessions that were face-to-face to virtual. And look, we've obviously been impacted as a business. Yep. And we've made sure that whenever we've communicated about the changes we've had to make internally, that we've done that in a really, really clear way. So there's a bunch of things that we were doing to make sure that our employees yeah. felt supported. Step us back, back to that weekend. Because COVID-19, we'd been talking about it for a while, but it felt to me that all of a sudden we went from zero to 300 in a matter of days. Mm. And the business community, the sporting community were faced with some really big decisions quickly. For you as a senior leader, what are your thoughts and memories around that weekend when you had to ultimately arrive at the decision to send a large workforce home? Now, the way that we thought about it was this is a decision that needs to be made for the well-being of our employees and we've got an obligation to provide a safe workplace and we're not sure that we can do that. So we had tracking and tracing kind of processes in place to make sure that anybody who was getting tested or had symptoms that we were giving employees and leaders the right communications around that. But I think it was really about how do we make sure that we meet our obligation of our employees, to our employees, sorry, to provide a safe workplace and get really clear on the requirements around that. And I think having that decision made globally for us, so we are a global organisation, mm-hmm. making sure that we were consistent. So we have leaders who lead teams across our regions and having one approach I think was really, really important. So I think we acknowledge it's, it's a stressful time and most people are feeling anxious to some degree as, as we go through this phase. Tell us about the mental health approach that you have to employees and share with us what that actually entails if you can. This is something that, that I feel quite proud about and have felt quite proud about prior to COVID, to to be honest. So for us, we have a program called Seeker Support. And my primary goal with this program is that if our people feel like they need support, that they can go and get it. So I don't mind if they are going to our preferred supplier or somebody else. We put some um, parameters around that to say, look, if you've got somebody that you're already speaking to, a health professional, Seek will cover up to six appointments with that person. So I don't want, if you've already have a relationship with a a mental health provider, I don't want you breaking that relationship to come and see somebody that we've got an arrangement with. I'd prefer Mm. that if we cover six, that means you go and get the support that you need. So we were really clear and made sure that Seeker Support people realised that the program was there and that they could access that and that it's completely confidential. As part of the COVID-19 approach, we've been communicating weekly with tips about mental health and how to stay connected both for employees and leaders. We've held virtual mindfulness sessions. Teams are doing really awesome stuff like virtual yoga and meditation together as teams. It's been so awesome to see. We've got a learning management system and we curated at the very start, the L&D team, one of the things they adjusted to was they curated a bunch of content so that it was in one spot for people to go and tap into a whole range of things as it related to COVID, including mental health awareness. 
And one of the most important things that we've done, which I received the most positive feedback on, is that through all of our town halls, all staffs, when we get the teams together on Zoom, is that we've kept it really real. And we've removed Mm. the stigma of how hard this has been and that this is from some of our most senior leaders. So we've made sure we've started by genuinely asking our executives or senior leaders how they're going. And I feel that everyone's being really honest, including myself. It's no use me saying, oh, no, this is all totally fine. I'm coping well when I've got (laughs) screaming kids in the background. Um, You know, my husband and I are trying to work from the same office. The playgrounds are closed. You know, all of that. You've actually, uh, that's the thing that I've received the most feedback, positive feedback about is that people appreciate not feeling like you're in this alone and that it doesn't matter what role you're in, that actually this has been tough Mm. for a range of reasons for people. Certainly last year we spoke about the importance of leaders being vulnerable, wasn't it, and being genuine, authentic. And it's certainly, this has never been a more important time for leaders to show that trait, I feel. It's so true. It's really true. And it's been interesting to me because I think virtually and working from home, like home is usually where you are the most yourself. And so I feel like, that has actually come through in, in a lot of people that I've been speaking to, which has been really beautiful. Stay across the latest ideas and conversations about recruitment, HR, and the world of work. Subscribe or follow Seek Talent Talks today. So we touched on communication a little bit before, and obviously you've spoken about the importance to have absolute clarity, be transparent, and be upfront. And I think that has certainly come through when we've had those bigger pieces of communication coming out. We're now, what, about 12 weeks into it? How do you look at the communication in the next phase of it as we will hopefully start to transition back to the office? But to a certain extent, one of the big phrases going around is the new normal. How are you looking Mm. at planning comms as we go into that phase? It's so important being clear, transparent, only talking in facts. When there is so much uncertainty everywhere else, employees were looking to us, as I'm sure every employee was looking to their employer for clarity of what was going on. And I do think we worked really hard on our communications and that is one of the reasons why I think our approach has been relatively successful. We significantly adapted our comms approach and I think some of that will, will stay as mm-hmm. we adjust into this new normal um, or a better normal, as one leader here at Seek is calling it. We need to, okay. be, we should be aiming for a better normal. All right, the, okay. Normal, so I've adapted that. We agreed, for example, so we are an Asia Pac business, and we agreed that we would have an approach that was consistent across our region, and that comms would come from our co-founder and CEO on the big pieces. And I think that allowed all of our employees to hear one voice about the one topic, which I think was really important. And we'll continue that as we as we move forward. We had a set of FAQs. So one thing that I think worked really well was a set of FAQs both either for, there was one for employees and one for leaders, that as government requirements changed, as we made decisions, we were able to quickly communicate in the one channel via Slack and update those. And people knew that that's where they would go for the most relevant information. And so I think that is something as well that we will continue to use as we go through um, the next stage. You made a point there about having the one voice. So whether it's our CEO and founder, Andrew Bassett, talking on a certain subject, and you mentioned that that's important. Why is that important in your eyes? On the big topics, if you are having to cascade, 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 Mm. that might mean that it's been through three sets of voices before it gets to an employee. And on the big things, like where there's significant health risks people were frightened, there's impacts to our business. Those things are really, really important to communicate once. And I think it gives it the right weight and gravitas. 
and sets the tone for the rest of leadership teams to be able to hear the same message. And so they're not having, we're not putting, I suppose, cognitive load on our leaders to say, mm. well, you need to decipher this message for your teams. It's coming from one, from one person. I think that's really important. Um, so as I said, we move to that business as usual or new normal phase. Mm. What advice would you have for HR professionals listening to this that are now moving from that, I, I guess, that really on the tools, HR, is everyone okay and safe, to now actually being business partners again and getting more of a commercial mm. lens? What advice do you have for those people? That's a really, really great question, Hamish. So I, I will give advice, but by no means am I saying I'm the expert because I'm going <laughs> through this myself. So what I've found useful is acknowledging, I think, firstly, that the last 12 weeks have been abnormal and many of us have shifted to uh, super operational that may continue for a little while, but there will be a time where we can draw a line in the sand and shift back to different ways of, of working. So I think an acknowledgement of, hey, this is what the organisation that I work for needed at this time, that's really important. My advice is to deeply listen and adapt as any HR function should be doing anyway, but now feels more critically important to what your business needs right now. I don't think that this, as this was happening through March and April, that anybody was wanting to hear about large, expensive leadership yeah. program interventions as we're trying to work through how does our business adapt, what's the impact to our business, are our people safe, can they work from home? I just think that will really demonstrate commerciality and connection to the relevant business that you're working in. Yeah. And whether you're in a business like health, where you're just needing to kind of find as many people as you can yeah. or you're significantly impacted, I think that deep listening and connectivity will stand you in good stead. Be super clear about your prioritisation, the reasons why things might be pausing or stopping altogether. We just can't keep adding and adding and adding with this, with this operational focus going on. So I think both for into your businesses as well as to your teams, I've certainly found that really important to set the right context and be really ruthless with prioritisation. And, uh, and keeping an agreed set of principles. So as we started this whole piece of work, both as an organisation in terms of how we adapted and the measures we were taking and the things we were putting in place, as well as a HR and comms team, we had an agreed set of principles so that when you are doing your prioritisation, whether you are communicating an outcome, coming back to, all right, we keep our employees' health, safety and wellbeing number one. We believe in the value of virtual and face-to-face -face connectivity. So those principles, I think, will be really important for us. It just makes things much faster, clearer and easier. Yeah, so that'd be my advice. But I, as I said, I'm still learning every single day. So We, we all are. I, I guess people as well, as we move to the new normal or, or business as usual, they're going to start thinking about their own careers as well if they may push the pause button on that somewhat. Progressing your career, it feels a lot different now. What advice do you have for people who are looking at, at building and furthering their careers or, or maybe even looking at a different career path now? It's such an interesting time for careers and I think the next three to six months will really present some interesting opportunities. I think the way some businesses will have been forced to digitise and um, look at their technology solutions about how we work, I think the flexibility conversation will significantly change in this country and potentially globally, which I find really exciting. I think my advice almost is the same as it would be in terms of don't shut yourself off to any opportunity. I think being clear on how you mesh what you love doing and what you're good at, which sometimes are the same thing, 
people, I think, have become a much clearer about what's important to them at this time. Whenever you're faced with a crisis and uncertainty, kind of coming back to, well, what is it that's really important to me and finding careers in that way, I think will be will be really important. It probably feels a bit scary if you're looking mm. for a, ro- a role right now. But a- as you say, the industry, there are still industries that will be flying. I think opportunities will be will be abound in some of those. And businesses are transforming. So it's a really great time to rethink about your skill set and how you might add a different different kind of value. Well, thanks for joining us for this remote episode. For more ideas and discussions on the world of work, adapting to change, and all things recruitment and HR, Stay tuned for upcoming episodes of Seek Talent Talks.